0: Hey, good morning, Rob Ryersi. Good morning, world. Good morning, people listening to the space station. That's always been my dream, Rob, is that people living in the space station would just tune in to one of our uh, live streams of our broadcast. So, <laughs> so good morning to all of you up there above the, in whatever time zone you get to be in the space station. I'm Doug Padgett here in Minneapolis. Rob, it's going to be 84 degrees, pleasant, light breeze out of the south, low humidity. Mm. Good golly. Excellent day. So hello from Minneapolis. How are things outside of Fayetteville, Arkansas? You know, it's, uh, we're, we've got a beautiful
1: stretch here. We, uh, it's going to be 79 and sunny today. Perfect
0: weather. Yeah. Three days in a row of perfect weather. So it's really great. It's the kind of day I wish I was still a golfer. I mean, this is a day you mm. just beg to be a golfer. Yeah, and where you yeah. live, man, I'm telling you, you live in golf, uh, golf zone. Down yeah there in that that part of Arkansas people golf all the time you don't though, do you you don't, you don't swing I up? you know
1: I used to golf um but I haven't golfed in probably fifteen years huh. I don't really know why it just something I used to enjoy doing and
0: yeah just quit. I, yeah just just gave it up me, me too yeah. no 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 reason I can explain uh yep why why I don't do a thing I used to enjoy I mean I, I'm sure yep. I had good reasons time money probably it. Yeah. So now I just, you know, now instead of spending that time, I just sit around and think about, you know, things. <laughs> hey, right. hey, Rob, uh, I saw a little post from you, uh, the other day that you and uh, your wife Vanessa went, to, took a dance class. We did. It shocked me because Shelly and I've had a dance class certificate for months and months. And I got it almost a year ago for our anniversary. We booked it for this week. I, I got sick and couldn't go, but I mean, what are the chances of that? And, and how was we- your dance class? It,
1: that is crazy to think that we could have been dancing the same week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> might have been the same day. I don't know, Tuesday, but, day. our yeah, day.
1: Yeah, we, we went on Friday. Uh, you know, uh, about a month ago, maybe six weeks ago, um, Vanessa said to me that, you know, she just was a little bit bored and that, you know, date night... You know, Friday night, laying in bed, eating popcorn, watching Netflix. Like that's nice every once
0: in a while. But mm, yeah, you used to brag about that, didn't she? used to be like, you know, what we get to do we just lay around and don't do anything. Life is big yeah. enough. Yes. Yeah. And and,
1: then, but, you know, yeah. and we need to have a little fun. So I, uh, I took that challenge uh, head on and uh, we went and did a pottery class, which was so fun. And I, as it turned out, I am better at it than she is, which shocked both of us. Because she's um, a professional artist. Yes, <laughs> who works with you know plates and ceramics and stuff. <laughs> uh, and uh, we went to we went to a special exhibit at Crystal Bridges Museum of American oh, Art, which was wow. I I uh, national I, treasure. I can't uh, it was unbelievable it was mm-hmm. uh it listen the listening forest it was uh an exhibit that included things like you there was like this huge field set up of all of these lights and you could put your hand under a sensor and the lights would begin to blink according to your like heartbeat and your heart rate and then there like would be like red? this the sound of your of your heartbeat would like echo through the forest. It was unbelievable. So that was that was amazing. We just we had a great say. time. And then and then, you know, we scheduled a dance class
0: oh. and it couldn't
1: be a date night because the uh, the place where we went, the Melon Light Ballroom in uh, Eureka Springs, Arkansas, mm-hmm. um, has a uh, a show that they do on Friday nights. So we went on a Friday afternoon
0: yeah. And day uh, day.
1: while whimsy, whimsy, was in school and we went, so we went over to Eureka Springs, which is a great little town, um, and nestled into the Ozark mountains that if you, you just, it's a place you gotta go sometime. It's absolutely amazing. And, uh, and so we went to Eureka Springs and had some lunch and did a little shopping and then, uh, we, we went like An old retired couple.
0: <laughs> like yeah, you, you right. and all the retired couple are wandering around the streets. Right. Yeah,
1: and we went and danced, and it was—I yeah. mean, two. it was just the two of us. We and you know our dance instructor Raymond, and it—it was—it was unbelievable. And you know, we're a couple of former fundamentalist kids who weren't allowed to dance. You know, that mm-hmm. was against—that was against the rules, and so it wasn't anything that you know we've ever you know been any good at. And it, it, I'll tell you the real interesting. um, the real interesting observation that came out of it, like we'll be the way that Raymond that. was teaching us, mm-hmm. um, it, you think, well, I think, I don't know, that dancing is about what you do with your feet. Okay. And the approach that Raymond taught us is it, it really is very little to do with what, what you do with your feet. It was hmm. all about what you do with your hands. Really? Yeah, there was a, he taught, like there was kind of a push and pull of, and you use that push and huh. pull to communicate with the other person and let them know what you want them to do or how they fall. And it was, hmm. it was absolutely amazing. And we drank a bottle of wine and we danced and we've got, we've got videos wow. of it and it just was,
0: Don't it was to a see del- those, but that is interesting, delightful
1: right? experience.
0: I mean, oftentimes when people say, here's the interesting part, you know, one, one gets a bit suspicious, but that is interesting that dancing yeah. is less about the feet. I thought you were going to say it was about the shoulders or it was about the,
1: no, the, it's the, about that yeah. point of contact with your hands and huh.
0: the, How do you the, like the,
1: the, amount of push or pull that you give each other. Um, hmm. yeah, it was, it was really, it was just mind boggling and wonderful and I don't know what this says about us. We've
0: both been a little uh, uh, sore ever since. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, those dancing with the stars, people often say that they're like, Hey, seriously, that is some, that is some, some work. And I think there's yeah. whole classes built around dancing and exercise. Maybe, so did you, did you sign up with Raymond? Did he, did he hook you in? Did he, did he set the hook and uh, you in for a, a membership at the, at the dance hall? He,
1: he didn't, he was not a hard seller, which was great. Um, well, it wouldn't surprise me if we go back. It was, yeah, it was, it was really, really fun. We had Hmm. an amazing time. Well, well, terrific.
0: Hey, uh, a few things happening in politics too, Rob, you know, uh, Tim Scott from South Carolina. Yeah. I don't know what's in the water there in South Carolina, but pretty much every statewide elected official from Lindsey Graham to uh, Haley now Tim Scott think they should be president. I don't well, know if there's been a president from South Carolina. I can't think of one. I don't think so. I can I actually learned
1: something yesterday that I didn't know and I you know, I follow politics pretty closely. Doug, did you know that Tim Scott is not married? I did. I did not know this. you
0: know, who else is not married. The other Senator from Lindsey. Graham.
1: That's, this Lindsey is Graham. what I was leading to. Has there ever been a state with two single men? Is there senators like that's
0: weird, right? That feels weird. It's unusual in any public, in any public, uh, office. And, uh, yeah, you know, oftentimes say if someone's, you know, if we, someone's gay, they don't, they don't marry. That's fairly common. I don't think that's the case with Tim Scott. I think he's, you know, uh, more maybe like, you know, other unmarried senators, Cory Booker, uh, not married, but dating. I did hear an interesting commentary last night that it's curious that at, the, at his launch, reporters weren't pushing hard on why aren't you married? This coming from uh, a commentator who was saying, had it been a woman candidate, yeah. this would have come up. Yes. I'll la kamala harris right like yeah. hey you know a kid's by a marriage but you don't have your own is that is that a thing that you know we should be uh, be thinking about and uh you know a, a a bachelor president i don't know that could be pretty cool it's I, happened before I don't, I don't want tim scott to be the president of these united states of america But yeah, and let
1: me, and and let me just kind
0: of neato, I guess, about the idea that there wouldn't be for the love of it all, we could finally be done with this first husband, first lady, second lady, second husband nonsense. No one should have a job just because your spouse has a job. (laughs) And just because you're the executive of the executive branch, you don't get a job for your spouse. I, I just cannot stand the fact that we do this. I'm so glad that Jill Biden keeps up some side work because you don't know how things are going to go, you know, for for, for the husband. So That's you know, right. exactly. it's a gig, open it like a gig economy. It is a gig economy. You know, like I got it. One job doesn't cover it anymore as first lady. You know, I, yeah. you know we, don't, we don't we don't come from money. Uh, but uh, and the fact that she's actually a working professor is still is, I think, still pretty awesome. Yes.
1: Dr. Jill Biden.
0: Yeah, they do that a lot, don't they? You know, no,
1: do you know that like well, Republicans? There's a couple of things that they do. Um, they refer to some things. instead of re- instead of referring to um, the Democratic Party as the Democratic Party, they refer mm-hmm. to as the Democrat Party. Oh yeah, um, they. Um, just to get under the skin of and <laughs> I found this out um when I was running for Congress and I referred to the Democratic Party as the Democrat Party, and I had people jump out of their skin at me and I was like, Oh, I didn't have no idea. Why this do was they a do thing. that?
0: Not just because they don't they don't know how to pronounce
1: I I think they don't want to give the impression that oh. that Democrats own the word democratic. Um, but anyways, and the other thing oh, that they do okay. is they don't they don't refer to Joe Biden as Dr. Joe Biden. And they uh, they, they will uh, you know, they will make fun of her doctorate and say it's not a real mm-hmm. thing, um, which, you know, so they're. Well, they uh, they're also didn't
0: refer to Melania as immigrant Melania. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. It, that's that's these right. are just so, things that are true about first ladies. that they, So here's they not to
1: just. Just a little, just a little like nugget for folks, a little reminder of what the rules are and how things work as you are, um, you know, as you might say in, in the professional wrestling world, as you were fantasy booking the, uh, um, the, uh, you know, the future presidential race and you're thinking like, okay. Donald Trump gets indicted, he gets convicted, he's out of the race. Now what's going to happen? And you begin to put match together. Okay, who, how are the Republicans Uh going to go together? Who's the, who's the thing going to be? Yeah. I like this. I like this a lot. It's Nikki Haley and Tim Scott cannot run together for president and vice president. Okay. So just, just, just because it's just because it's
0: it's in bad form, or two people from the same state can't.
1: Two people from the same state cannot be president and vice president. Um, this is in true. The rules. This is true. This is why Dick what? Cheney, who yes, this is absolutely true. Uh, Dick, this is why Dick Cheney, who lived in Texas, had to move his legal residence to Wyoming when he chose himself to be George W. Bush's vice president. Um, well, and, so she
0: could. She or he could just move. They could just uh, change their see, legal status. They could,
1: but I mean, they both are much more... I Dick Cheney, but, n- nobody really cared, but...
0: Okay, so hang on a minute. So, so the rules about you can be president, it yes. was this thing like you have to have been born in a U.S. territory or the United States. You have to be 35 30, years. 35. 35 years and older. That's the only criteria. Well, you're reminding us. No, there is another. You can't run for president if your vice president currently has their housing residence in your state. Yes. What? Okay. Yes. I right. mean, well, yeah. These are the so, kinds of things that are unbelievable to me. Uh, so uh, this is why I not, just
1: I want I, I want our listeners while you are speculating about what the future might hold. I want you to be able to look down and kind of chuckle and laugh at uh, at your friends who suggest that Tim Scott and Nikki Haley run together for um, for president and vice president because you know that they can't, and well, I don't I, want you to I don't want you to make that mistake and look foolish.
0: I, th- I do think the caveat to not looking foolish would be well, one of them would have to move, which would even be a better response if somebody's sitting yes. around. They're like, "Hey, you know, it'd be interesting. What if that Tim Scott and Nikki Haley ran together then you say well you know well, one of them would have to move one of
1: them would have to move <laughs>
0: and that then you really sound like oh. you're just out of your mind Yeah. You were like, yeah. what this do you mean one of them would have to move well you know the constitution you can't currently be living in the same state have your residency and do you know state. you that know the one it, do you
1: know the one who would have to move the it would have to be Nikki Haley because Tim Scott is a, yes, because Tim Scott is a Senator he, from South Carolina.
0: Uh, yeah, I better check that. I don't know that you have to live in this. You, because you
1: do. You have to have a residence but he's, in the state.
0: But he's not the Senator anymore once he becomes the president. So he wouldn't have to move, I'm sure, right away. <laughs> right. <laughs> i don't know We <laughs> could, could, <laughs> yeah. could, could wait until he wins and then yeah, be like right. you and know then, what hey i'm a
1: resident of dc now <laughs> moving to yeah so listen this we brings, go. yeah this brings the list to president people running for president we've got donald trump mm-hmm. we've got nikki haley mm-hmm. we've got vivek ramaswamy
0: <laughs> yeah okay.
1: who i i I'm not familiar with him, but I know that he's been getting some advice from Andrew Yang, which is weird. We've got Asa Hutchinson. Um, We now have Tim Scott, Senator from South Carolina. Um, Expected that Ron DeSantis is going to announce next week.
0: For sure. Mike Pence is coming. Mm -hmm. Um, Youngkin. I think Youngkin is coming.
1: Yes. There is a report. Yes. There's a report this morning that uh, Glenn Youngkin, the uh, uh, the governor of Virginia, is looking at the field and saying, "You know, I might do this after all." And maybe uh, he could get into the race. It sounds like Chris Christie's going to get in. Um, Yeah, he is. And then you know we still have Liz Cheney out there as a possibility as well. So, I mean, it's getting it's getting crowded. Sure is. Um, there talk- are. Some- I know
0: people think that's a bad thing, that that means they're going to divide up. I think it's a good thing because yeah, means- I do too. there's just more and more people who get comfortable with Trump not being the nominee, right? That all of these people are challenging him. I mean, honestly, challenging the f- a former president is near on like challenging the sitting president who's running for yes. reelection. election. A president I mean- running for re election to be elected again. And, and yes, you, you don't, you don't have a free, free walk is a is really
1: good thing, I mean, you might, you saying. might look at and say, well, Joe Biden's a sitting president who's being challenged. Yes. He's being challenged by Marianne Williamson he's, and right Robert Kennedy Jr. Right. These are not, these are not former governors. These are not sitting senators.
0: These are not his these former not vice president. His former <laughs> vice president. I mean,
1: uh, like these are like, these are heavyweights coming in. I mean, in, I mean, you take, right. you take, you take Donald Trump out of this. Like these are serious. Like, I mean, this is, I mean, these, these are yeah. serious S- presidential. Con- serious. Yes. Ish. Yep. Yeah. I mean, in, in a bygone era, you know, pre 2016, you would look at this field of Republican nominee, it was Republican candidates and you go, huh,
0: Yeah yep. we got yep. some
1: governors, we got some former governors, we got some senators, we got a vice president, like. This is, uh, you know, like we're not joking around here. Um, but then you throw Donald Trump in the mix and none of it makes any sense.
0: Hey, Alex asked this question, which so I think we should just spend a, little, a moment here thinking about, um, it's on the screen if you're watching this over on YouTube. Thanks, Alex, for watching on YouTube, by the way. We would like for all of you too. I mean, Facebook's fine, Twitter, all that, but I prefer you over there. Uh, Alex says, I still think that if Trump is disqualified, for the love... Thing disappears. I still think if if Trump is disqualified from running, Biden will back out. What do you think? Do you think Biden's only in if Trump is in, and if Trump gets to the point that somehow, some reason, he he quits running before Ron DeSantis cancel, you know, calls off his presidential uh, run? Do you think Biden's out, or do you think Biden's like, wow, well, you know, I kind of kind of like this gig, and I want to do it, you know, into my Mid-80s. <laughs> <Honestly>. <laughs> I, I think uh, he could, I, if it doesn't get too far down the line. And I mean, the problem is that the Republicans will be better suited to have someone step in because they've a dozen yes. people are building a, a system. <laughs> Some level this. of infrastructure. Yeah. 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 Which, which is really complicated, by the way, you have to get on the ballot in every state. Like it's really hard to run for president. It's just singularly expensive to, to do it. And if you're having Would you, to do it on the quick
1: little, little piece of trivia, uh, you know, every state has, has different rules of, you know, what it takes to get ballot access. Some you have to collect signatures. Um, most states, you either have a choice of collecting a certain number of signatures or paying a filing fee that typically is 1% of the job of the salary of the job that you're going for. Hmm. Um, There are three states in most states that filing fee is paid to the secretary of state. There are three states where the filing fee is not paid to the secretary of state. It's paid to the political parties. Mm -hmm. And in one of those states, the political parties gets to set the fee. Nice. And therefore that state has the highest filing fees in the country. You, oh, you like, so what state not, is that? It would be the glorious state of Arkansas. So, so if you want to be on the ballot, if you want to be a Republican, they haven't set the they haven't set the number yet for uh, for twenty twenty four. But in twenty twenty, uh, or actually twenty sixteen is a better example. Uh, people often, I, I'm I'm on a little rabbit trail here, uh, but people often ask me about like why is the Republican Party in Arkansas so strong and the Democratic Party not so much. So, go back to 2016 and you look at there were on, on the Democratic side, there were, you know, two serious candidates for president, Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders. And then there were actually kind of four other people who were also running. Cause you all, you always get like all these,
0: of course, other yeah, folks who are more running. than two people running. Yes, um, always. Yeah. So this there, there were actually we're six, official third parties because it yeah, already
1: happened six people who were running for president on the democratic side that paid their filing fee to be on the ballot and as a result of that it was um it was um two thousand five hundred dollars to be on the ballot um and the democratic party in the democratic party raised fifteen thousand dollars
0: okay so in the demo so in arkansas to remind people what you're saying the parties get the money as opposed to going to the secretary of state and the party gets to set the amount of money that it costs to register yes. and be acknowledged as a candidate there. Yes. And yes. the Democrats did it in Arkansas in 2016. And raised, raised $15,000. $2,500 per person to, to get
1: on the On the Republican side, there were 13 people running for president. Okay. That's a lot. The filing fee was $25,000. Each. 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 The Republican Party of Arkansas raised on just the presidential line alone that leaves, you know, everything else, like all the other races not included, just the presidential line. The Republican Party of Arkansas raised half a million dollars. To do with what they will. To do with what they will. Yeah. So.
0: Well, hey, and, you know, you're actually that's that's not just obscure trivia from you know, the great state of Arkansas, it's actually very insightful as to why do states stay red or stay blue? Mm -hmm. So much of it. And we've learned this as we've worked around the country is does the party, the political apparatus have what it takes to mobilize people Mm -hmm. to message, to invite, to raise up candidates, to do the kinds of things. When I was in Florida in 2018, doing some stuff with the democratic party and went to a big democratic party fundraiser then in 2020 went to the debate in Florida, the, the presidential debate was, was just Democrats, of course. So the democratic presidential debate and there was a big event beforehand with the, the party people, uh, for in Florida, they were all talking and it was pretty obvious from the meeting, just a disaster of a party. The, the, if you, if you wonder what's happened to Florida, Look, it's easy to blame voters. I just think it's a bad idea to blame voters for things. Yes, right. Like totally agree. The masses of people, wisdom of the crowd stuff tells us people don't just make bad choices. They make choices for reasons that seem right to them. You may determine, I may determine that those are those were choices that were not deemed to be good, but they're not just willy-nilly and people aren't just being pushed around and people aren't lemmings and people aren't sheeple and they're not being tricked by people on Fox News or any of the rest of it. There's a thing going on, right? There's a way that people think. And so much of that in politics, especially, is do you have any kind of a system or apparatus for this? And they don't. It would be like going to a, a, a part of the, the, the world, the you know, small towns or the desert communities and saying like, you know, there's not a lot of uh, small batch coffee shops uh, drinkers around here. Where are all the small batch coffee coffee drinkers? Yeah, there aren't any because you know why? There aren't any small batch coffee shops in those kinds of places, right? Near me, I hit one of these up, you know, every six blocks. There's a bunch of them. So, of course, there's a bunch of people who are accessing that way of doing and living and being. There's hardly any of those in other places. Okay. So people don't do it. When you don't have an apparatus that asks people to be part of a political system and party, they are not part of it. That's sort of how it goes. This is what when you have unfunded, underfunded political parties. Yep. This is what happens. And look, nobody likes giving money to the Democratic Party or, you know, if you're a Republican of the Republican Party or if you're a fool of the Green Party, nobody likes giving money to those things. I don't like giving money to those things and I don't give money to those things. But they're really important. And if you can't get there by having enough yeah. money, you have to get there by some something else. What happened in Georgia, case in point, was that Stacey Abrams built out yes. from a lot of her work and movement- built out an apparatus to support a Democratic superstructure. It wasn't enough actually to even get her elected. She did better at building out a system that motivated people, got them involved and created identity in politics for people in Georgia to see themselves as Democrat. And it helped across the board, even though it didn't help her. That's the thing that happened in Florida. That's what's missing in Arkansas. You pick a red state, you pick a blue state, and what you're gonna find is that the party is alive and well in those places. And the yeah. and the purplish shifts, so much of this has to do with with that kind yeah. of with that kind of thing. Yeah. It's not yeah. enough just to say a bunch of people moved into town. There's actually systems and structures yeah. that make yeah. some of this stuff.
1: So, so um, yeah, jump circling back to Tim Scott announcing
0: that he's gonna run for president. Um, Doug, is Tim Scott gonna be president of the United States? Uh my, my bet is that Tim Scott will not be putting his hand on the living Bible and then holding up his uh, other hand and, and doing an oath of office. But I do imagine that if Tim Scott were to be sworn in and he picked the family Bible, he would pick one of those uh, 1970s circa living Bibles remember those, love that, that it. Oh, translation yeah. of the Bible? Oh, yeah, love it. Um, the, Barely a translation. Love the, it. The, the green one, that's where yeah. I'd see him having the paper. like the, the paperback. Paper, yeah, the one. paperback, yep. <laughs> I, like <that. laughs> I like that little Bible. It felt very 1984 that's, that's... to me. Um, I don't think he's going to be putting his hand on the living Bible. Here's what I did notice, though. His campaign launch, which he did at the university that he attended, some university there in South Carolina. Did you see what the tagline is? Tim Scott, tagline under it. Faith in America, mm-hmm. faith in America. People, I mean, this is just so classic. The 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 kind of media I listen to, you know, your mainstream left leaning liberal media, trying to figure out what's the what's the uh, pathway for Tim Scott. Well, he's going to be the happy warrior. He's going to be the let's return to normal. No, 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 no. Tim Scott is full on the evangelical candidate. Mm. That's who he is. That's that's his pitch. That's his staff. That's everything. <clears throat> the thing that could really sour Trump. And this already happened in Iowa. We saw I sent you this note about what we saw in Iowa mm-hmm. that the Iowa family leader, family carcass leader or whatever these the evangelical uh, head of the evangelical organization, Republican evangelical organization in Iowa has moved away from Trump, is supporting Tim Scott and is moving that evangelical apparatus onto yep. Tim Scott now will some of those people come back to Trump if Tim Scott's not the option yes. yes but anytime you get people saying starting to tell themselves I don't want Trump I want this other person that in 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 motivational change theory is a good thing once you once someone starts saying maybe I won't do that habit maybe I won't behave in that way maybe I won't do the thing that's the start look at any of our lives you yeah when you make a change you you've probably spent six months or three months or a long weekend saying to yourself maybe I won't do that anymore maybe I, and then you finally don't same way when yeah. you pick up a new habit you know maybe I should start playing pickleball a little bit I see these pickleball courts. maybe and pretty soon the next thing you know you're pickleballing or you know you saw the you saw the dance class and Once he starts softening up these people into believing, here's why Tim Scott is better, because our faith matters again. And we need to have Tim Scott, Mm -hmm. not Donald Trump, not Donald Trump. That's exactly what you want. You want these voters, what we want, these voters saying, not Donald Trump. So for a while, I want to boost up for people who are like, I don't think I could ever vote for you know, a Democrat to say like, well, yeah, but you also can't vote for Trump, right? That's what you're trying to get these people to do is to, yeah. to make a shift. To yeah. make, make a move. So I thought faith in America was a very bold statement. Yeah. And at the same time, full-on Christian nationalist, you know, yeah, uh, the yeah. settings for a Christian yeah. nationalist movement like is happening in so many great. states. So uh, not great on that front, not great yeah. on that front. What was really interesting was that
1: Donald Trump was not critical of Tim Scott and in his presidential announcement.
0: Um, no, I I saw something today that he, that that um, maybe
1: I thought last night I, I saw a thing on truth social where Trump was welcoming, welcoming him into the race and wishing him well and, and, and just not at all going after him. Like he did, you know, like he does Ron DeSantis or something else, but I mean, we'll see how that, how that plays out. Um. I, just before we move on, Doug, um, there are folks in the chat making fun of your hat. Really? Yeah,
0: I agree. That's hard to which say I just think is fantastic. A kids hat. Yeah. He, who's he talking about?
1: Yep. And I, I think he's talking about you. You're the only this one not a, a kids hat. hat. I wish. I wish. And I then Debbie was. said, "I was wondering about the hat myself, but he talks a good talk so far." Oh, ah. Debbie, stay with us. You'll. Uh, I mean, yeah.
0: We talk. A good in, talk so. Far. Oh, hang on, say, Debbie. In spite of the hat, <laughs> uh, the hat uh, is your brand, Doug. These are people yeah. coming for your
1: brand. Total. So, so, well, uh, I don't know. People so coming, funny. Steve.
0: Steve, Doug, nice to have you around. And if you're new to the hat, the hat situation, welcome to the Volcom oh, good world. Uh, take, Steve, take a spin. Take a Steve, spin the, through the uh, through the places. Yeah. Oh man, See, there, are, sort of there are me, hats I, for days, Steve. I, I wear this hat when and when I preach and I preached at a church and a, a lady, older lady came up and said, I, I really hope you're going to take off that hat before you preach. I said, no, ma'am, I'm i I'm not going to take off my hat, my hat before I preach. She was wearing a hat. She's a hat lady in church. She said, well, I, I don't think gentlemen should wear hats when they preach. I said, I understand that. I think they should. I think we all, I think we all should. <laughs> <laughs> so I hear you, Steve. That's just sort of how it goes. Uh, uh, and so, and be careful, Steve, if you start taking people too seriously. So, uh, especially this podcast. Um, I mean, yeah. it's serious business, but oh, don't take for sure. me too seriously.
1: You know what's not serious business, Doug? The debt ceiling.
0: Yesterday, do, do you do you ever listen to National Public Radio? The, uh, uh, the very corporate-funded advertisement-funded. Uh, yeah, propaganda, med-
1: state media, as Elon <laughs> Musk referred to it.
0: Well, the thing that bothers me is not, it, I wish it was state-run media. The thing that bothers me is that it's nonprofit radio that then also runs ads. Just drives me crazy. Today's broadcasting yeah. brought to you by Geico. Like, how is that not a commercial? Anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's a commercial. Yes, makes me crazy. And then they will the only time they don't run those commercials is during the fundraising drives when they're also asking you to pay for it they're, they that they like took a national public radio, took a, took a page out of cable. Remember when cable yeah. first came out and they're like, Hey, here's the deal. You just pay you us pay directly. You pay us yeah. whatever it was, $15 a month. I remember at some point now yeah. it's 30 or 60 or some, some ridiculous I mean, streaming is the same way every month you pay us and there yeah. won't be any ads. Yeah. <laughs> it like, yeah. no, turns way. out you pay us and we'll run ads. Mm-hmm. In fact, you pay us so we can run the ads. Yes. Uh, stre- streaming is the same way. They're running ads on streaming.
1: Yeah, I mean Netflix isn't, but I mean you get ads oh. all over the place now
0: on Hulu and. Uh, is that because you have the free version? I don't, I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Well, no, I'm I'm this would require me using my own version. Which, come on.
0: Okay. Good it's point. Twenty twenty three. Good point. Yeah, you're you're lo- you're still logged into some your college roommate's dad's account. You still <laughs> uh, Hulu
1: actually is my son's account. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I won't tell you whose uh, Disney Plus account I'm
0: in. on. <laughs> okay, fair, fair, fair enough. All right, but on on National Public Radio they have a they have a show about money uh, with uh, Kai Rizdahl in my in my place. It's on at six o'clock. Um, you know what they talked about all of the episode yesterday? Base, I mean, they didn't call it this. MMT. They mm-hmm. were the, the host is like, look, this is ridiculous. We're having to talk about this again. We have to talk about it every time the Republicans do this. And we have a different take on it. How does money actually work? So they had economists. They had business people on. They had uh, business professors. And they were saying the stuff we were saying last week. By the way, friends, family, If you haven't yet watched last Thursday's hour long resuscitation or what's not resuscitation What's the word reciting, what's that word? Why went on and on? What's the word when you do a, Uh, make a presentation that's not resusc resuscitation, (laughs) a resuscitation, uh, thank you, not resuscitation, a resuscitation of the debt ceiling and how money works. You could also listen to a half an hour version of it on, uh, on Kai Rizdal's show on uh, national public radio, but it was great to hear that they were like, it, I mean, they, they went more into the trillion dollar coin idea. They had the person on the show who wrote the, the language that allows the treasury secretary to make a coin worth any amount they want back in the eighties. And he's like, this is actually <laughs> genius. They can solve the debt ceiling by just minting a coin. And, uh, but it was basically the idea that the government makes the money. The government creates the money. Everybody else just circulates. The federal government can never have enough money. The way one of the people put it is, he said, "There's the with the federal government with the treasury. It's not a dollar sign in front of it. It's an infinity sign. Infinity amounts of money. There's as much as you want. The government shouldn't spend all that. Create all that money." That would be. There's reasons you wouldn't do that, as we've said many times, and as uh, uh, our economist has has told us. You don't want to do that, but you could. So when the government says we don't have the money, or they played clips of Barack Obama saying this in 2008, yeah, like we're we're broke. We don't have any money. We gotta we got we gotta raise the debt ceiling. We don't have any money. Like oh my god, not stop how any of this works. Saying that. Yes, <laughs> yeah. uh, Democrats and especially Republicans stop saying it, but yes, it's ridiculous. And, and here's the other thing. Biden is totally good with keeping the fiction going about this. He, yeah. He's not interested in people re-understanding no. how money gets created and what the function no. of the treasury yeah. is and what the Mint does and how the, how the, the, the fed works in relationship to banks and where money comes from and that small businesses don't actually create money small businesses Rob we were having to chat about this a bit last week in the comments and somebody uh had, had you know said which I thought for a long time too well small businesses or businesses create money and somebody had written that I said unless your business is counterfeiting you're yes. not creating money as a small business no. you are no. recycling the money yeah. that the federal, that the federal government uh, creates. Yeah, businesses. So they're going to do um, this thing business, and they're going to negotiate and they're going to show that they can do it in good faith and Biden's yeah, going to come out with a win can, can, and can I going to come win and, and it's just yeah. nonsense.
1: Let me just jump in and say businesses, what businesses do, is businesses redistribute wealth. That's what they do. Fair enough. People who yep. think, oh, the government redistributes wealth. No, 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 no. Businesses redistribute wealth. Uh, Doug Biden has said that Good he point. might use the 14th amendment to deal with this. Now, the fort, this is interesting. The 14th amendment is related to the abolition of slavery. Um, yeah, you know, it's all persons born or naturalized in the United States Isn't and that's subject the 13th? to the juris- what's that?
0: Isn't that the 13th? Oh,
1: uh, the 14th. All persons born and naturalized in the United States subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and of the state wherein they reside. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction equal protection of the laws. How in the world does this apply to the debt ceiling?
0: I don't know. I thought there was something in the 14th amendment. I'd heard it maybe just in that same, same report that it has some line that the like one sentence that the federal government can't not pay its debt. Well, let's get the, let's get the crack staff on this thing. Uh, who, who is it that's always been so helpful in this, in this kind of thing. Uh, Peggy, where's Peggy Peggy, when we need her. Peggy, we need you to look this up. There she is. Uh, uh, Peggy, uh, give us a, give us a look at the 14th amendment, how that fits, but somehow some part of an amendment somewhere, um, and Republicans don't know because it's not the second amendment and we don't know because now we're confused, but <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: there's something about oh, oh, oh. people have asked, what does the 14th amendment have to do with the debt limit?
0: The validity of the public you debt just, of the United you States. Google you just Google that oh, right yeah. now.
1: Yeah. And people also ask, like <laughs> yeah. we are also asking.
0: Yes, they do. They, they do actually
1: ask. Um, Debts incurred for payment for pensions, boundaries, services, and suppressing insurrection or rebellion shall not be questioned. What? Oh, okay. keep talking, Doug. I'm yeah, sorry. there's, yeah, yeah.
0: Instead of, instead of mumble reading on the podcast. <laughs> It's riveting radio. Right, right. I do that to Shelley, and she's like, "Just quiet. Just like stop reading your phone to me." Um, somewhere, the president has the ability, but he doesn't want to use it. I mean, look, I, I, you can say many things about Joe Biden. One thing is that he really does believe in the structures and institutions of the government, how it works. He's not bothered by the fact that both parties are going to gain some credibility and lose a little bit of credibility in negotiations like this. Not flapped by it. Keeps trying to tell the press, don't get all excited. We're going to eat. Here's how this is going to go. We're going to have conversations. Then we're going to come out and stand in front of you. We're each going to say some things, and that's going to you know, lead into the conversation that we have to have the next day. Don't worry about all of this in every... With every wind that blows, wait till we get to the end, and we're not going to have an answer to this until we're close to this to to the debt limit date. Till we get to the 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 consequence moment, he's he's not he's not trying to solve it. He's not even trying to say these kinds of negotiations are bad for the economy. Like he, I heard him yesterday, he wasn't saying anything about that. Like, look, this is spooking yeah. the markets. This is telling people we're not serious. This is really a problem. He's not taking that approach at all. Biden is like, look, this is what you do. He's almost gone so far as to say, this is what divided government looks like. And it's better than, you know, other options. But, you know, we're not going to really solve any of this. Um, So he's not fussing about it. But he did hint. That look, I'm not. I do have the authority by the Fourteenth Amendment. Apparently, Lou Adams says that Section Four. Yeah, the... Section Four deals with public debt. That's oh, right. Did you only uh, read Section Two or something? What was, I, I, was a part I, of I, I don't. Know. Know. I was on Wikipedia.
1: I don't know. Oh, uh, Yeah. Sec- <laughs> well Section maybe, Four maybe deals Luke with. Can log into Wikipedia with, and update that. Yeah, the my favorite part of Section Four is that it deals with uh, public debt, particularly the debt incurred. Um. In services suppressing insurrection and rebellion. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Because back back when this amendment was put in eighteen seventy something, eighteen seventy something, insurrections were something people worried about. Fast mm. forward, mm. still are mm. something that, uh, that 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 we should be worried about. Um, yeah. So Biden could, might actually do something about it. I think what he's trying to say is there's some safeties, there's some safety levers. Yes. Those will be pulled. We are not going to go into uh, uh, debtor's prison as a nation <laughs> to each other. But also, go back, watch the video. It's it's on the, you know, this stuff's all recorded. It's not just happening live, of course, or listen to the podcast. And you get a little bit of a picture of, you know, um, yeah. what should and could be done. Because this stuff's really, because this is not like the other debates that we're having about Uh, the budget, this is not a budget debate. This isn't shut down the government because we can't land on a budget. This is a different question altogether about do we pay? And the people that the federal government pays primarily, the people that will not be paid are the American people. (laughs) So not only does the federal government create its own money and then say, we don't have enough money to spend it, but then it says, sorry, American people, we can't pay our debts, which are to you. And not like social security payment. It's the bonds that are sold to people that uh, have these have these trusted bonds. So it's it, look, it, economics, federal economics are sophisticated. There's no doubt yeah. about it. So there's a lot of things to pay attention to. But fundamentally, the people that the money is owed to by the federal government is the American people. So yes. yeah. this, this is what the Republicans will do is not pay you back yeah they will yeah. stiff so, you. They're not stiffing a creditor. They're not stiffing China. They're stiffing you yeah. American people. this is incredible.
1: yeah, so we're we, we've been talking about the Fourteenth Amendment. Think about the First Amendment. and when people think the First Amendment, they think freedom of speech, think freedom of speech. I'm allowed to say anything I want. Um uh, former President Donald Trump uh, not able to say anything he wants. Yeah, gag order imposed
0: on the former president of the United States, Doug. Well, it goes with my gag response that I have when I hear him start to speak. <laughs> and the fact that he would have a gag order. Yeah, he's in trouble again by the, by the judges that are overseeing his behavior. And it's not going to end. There are going to be a right. series of judges who are going to tell Donald Trump what he can and cannot do. Where he can show up, things he can talk about, where he needs to be. This is what it means to have your freedoms limited. Yep. And what's going on? Two two things are happening. There's, there's two of these happening with Trump right now. One of them is in New York where there's an ongoing case of his criminality related to the monies that he paid to cover up his illicit uh, affairs and things that he said going into the 2016 election. There... The judge is going to have a video conference that Donald Trump needs to be on today, needs to log into the video conference so the (laughs) judge can say, you do not get to use the evidence that you are about to receive that supports the charges against you. You can't put that stuff on social media and you can't talk about it. (laughs) He's going to be told that he can't do the very thing everyone knows he's going to do. Because he is, of course, Donald Trump. But I mean? What do you think happens here? Do you
1: think he's going to violate the gag order? Do you think well, he's going to be then, held in contempt of court? I, <laughs> I mean, wow. No, I, I,
0: I don't think so. I think the judge is 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 already uh, indicating that what the judge is going to do is keep saying now, now, now. Don't do that. Have you been around the parents or maybe some of you have been those parents yes. that are yes. just in the stop it stop it stop it stop it stop it parenting style and yes. technique right yeah. they just say that over and over and over until the child stops doing the does, thing they yeah, were doing because they, they were want. going to stop it anyway they just matched a stop it with the timing of the of the behavior that's what the judge is going to do mm-hmm. no 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 now that yeah. thing you did that was the thing I said not to do don't do that again. The judge is not going to layer on another another penalty. Maybe something financial, I, I don't know, maybe it could get some lawyer to have to be in trouble. And a lawyer might be like, look, I'm not losing my bar license over this thing. You know, you're, you're probably not going to pay me anyway. So yeah. I, I think it's just going to become a stop it, stop it, stop it parenting style uh, technique mm. from the... Um. No, but the other Donald- one, the, 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 the one that's the millions of dollars, the one where he keeps defaming E.J. E, e. Yeah, so I
1: was going to and- say, like, yeah, E. Jean Carroll has, uh, has gone in again and is seeking. I mean, Donald Trump has already been ordered to pay $5 million to her for um, sexual assault and defamation. Mm-hmm. And um, now she is seeking an additional $10 million he keeps in damages. Doing it. Because Donald Trump, right after that judgment, uh, went on CNN on the town hall and defamed her again. Called her a I whack job.
0: Said I've never heard of her, and this is this is all rigged, and all the rest of it. It's just amazing. Just. I, and Rob, honestly, the, the, the millions of dollars, I, I, I'm glad, I'm glad it, because the guy doesn't have that much money anyway. He's just, de- he's just in debt, you know, yeah. he's just, he's just leveraged yeah, the help yes. and he, and he owns some crappy properties that, you know, are amortized to a way that gives him tax breaks now, but are just going to be balloons of, of problem for his, are, for, for his, his children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a real, I mean, he's just built on a Ponzi scheme. He took all the money that his dad gave him and just burned it to the ground. So but I'm I'm glad that he's got to pay out millions of dollars and pay lots of monies to lawyers' fees and all the rest of it. But the bigger problem in all this is the president of the United States has a responsibility to be in charge of the Justice Department. And the fundamental piece of the Justice Department is that our justice system is fair and just. Now, does it always go right? Does it need corrections? Of course, but you can't have the same person be in charge of the Justice Department who says this entire thing is rigged and corrupt. Yes, from top to bottom, like it's not. It's not. We the, there was a thing, or someone broke a rule, or someone didn't. He's saying when it goes right, when there's a jury trial with a judge and evidence, and everything goes the way it's supposed to go, it's rigged. It's all rigged against me. It, like, it's, it's so corrupt that the entire system will pivot itself to be used as a weapon against me. That is not saying things which I've said very often, like I think our Supreme Court gets things wrong. I think federal judges get things wrong. That's what you do in a democracy. The reason you say, hey, judge, hey, justice, you got this wrong is because you believe that the system should and could be done right. Donald Trump is saying the opposite of that. He's saying, no, the system is broken itself mm-hmm. because I lost, as he's lost nearly every court case that i ever Every time. He yes. just, I mean, just the one thing he's truly, truly good at is losing. He is just an accomplished loser. And the fact that people think that he's such an accomplished winner is just baffling to me. But that's really the sad part of this, is that here you have this person who held the office and now is seeking the office to be in charge of the justice system, who believes that it's just corrupt from top to bottom. <laughs> it's yeah. so disqualifying. And now the fact that Republicans who support Trump are, are all in the same boat, like, oh, no, no, it's, it's, just, it's just all corrupt. There's nothing, there's nothing redeemable in there. It's really, really, really problematic. Because what's yeah. the other option? If we're not going to trust, literally trust jury trials done in public, in front of judges, what do we got?
1: Yeah. It's what the whole system, I mean, it's the, it's what the system is. Yeah. That's
0: it. Yeah. That's all there is. Uh, there was one, of, hey, this truck crashing into the White House uh, today. Yeah. Look, this might just be... Oh, a broken person's brain causing them to do bad things in a one-off. But a 19-year-old rented a truck, drove it into the barricades at Lafayette square on the backside of the White House, rammed it repeatedly. And then they apprehended the person and found a Nazi flag in there. A 19-year-old, just another little reminder if you just think the generations are going to solve all this, let's just wait for the 19 year olds to be in charge. That's not a good idea. I don't know if you've been around hardcore right wing Republican movements. They're very young. So all of you who are totally convinced that, (laughs) you know, birth birth dates are going to be our solution. When was the last time that worked? Was it the, was it the, the baby boomers saying don't trust anybody over 30 was it the gen xers was it the gen y which which group really did save us <laughs> which which group do you think it's like well you know what demographics that's really going to change things yeah it's not going to change things but even more so 19 year olds with nazi flags and trucks ramming them into buildings outside or into barriers outside the white house that's a big deal and this is the kind of thing that you just start worrying is going to be happening over and over and over and over and over again because that that impulse that the way you fix a broken democracy is to attack it and to attack mm-hmm. the structures and institutions January 6th Trump's daily truth social posts or a truck with a nazi flag in it held by a 19 year old yeah that's that's a that's a whole level of problem that i think is really Really something.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And it looks like the, the driver, this 19-year-old, Sai um, Varshith Condula, of Chesterfield, Missouri, mm-hmm. um, who yesterday was posting on LinkedIn about how he was looking for a job as a coder
0: like i don't know there there's something weird here uh yeah look like nobody rents a truck and rams it into barriers can i can i ask this question too
1: Uh can a 19 year old rent a u-haul
0: i thought you had to be 25 to rent a car Uh, a car but i think a u-haul is different i feel like it's a big uh, u-haul i'm I'm looking at the the fact that the fact that you could just get to rent those trucks anyway like the big, like you, you go into the U-Haul place and like, Hey, which size you want? I'm like, give me the 24 footer. <laughs> like, do you know <laughs> how to drive a vehicle? No. no I just got to pull it yeah, up to my nah. buddy's apartment complex, you know, through the little parking lots of the apartment yeah. complex and just weaving in thing. and out of <laughs> It's mm-hmm. just one of those like offbeat deals that we have, uh, that, that, w- that we have going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, uh, uh you know, an- another place that just gets somebody's you know, 19. Know, it seems
1: just from what I'm looking at on, uh, yeah, look, on, on, on Twitter really. and, and there's all the right wing people are talking about how this is, you know, psyops and the whole thing, uh, which I think is ridiculous, but I, something's a little fishy here. Something, something doesn't add up. Uh, so. Yep.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, look, um, cultural shift and cultural change is, uh, it's difficult. It's slow yes. to come by. It 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 takes vigilance. Like you got to stay with it. You can't yes. just think S- that. And
1: and it's stop. The, it spurts and starts and stops and like it it doesn't just naturally progress in an
0: even flow. Totally. You know. I mean, I've 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 done this little resuscitation before. So I'll pour you with the, the long version. I'll just you with the medium length version of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I was born in 1966, so somewhere in the 70s, I was coming of age and could see things happening. Early 70s, 72 or 74, Richard Nixon, Republican president, is sort of blind and uh, hated. And then, you know, he's, the, the Vietnam War is a disaster. He's got all sorts of stuff going. Then he ends up resigning, resigning the presidency. Effective noon tomorrow. I mean, I remember this as a kid, like, whoa, okay, there's a thing. Presidents quit terrible sort of moment. Six years later, a Republican is elected to the presidency of the United States and Ronald Reagan. And all the kids, all the 19-year-olds when I was a kid in 1968 and 69 and all the counterculture movements and all that stuff and all the free life and free movements and democracy stuff and, and uh, uh, women's movements and Earth Day and indigenous people movements and all the stuff going on in the 70s gave way that same group of people to borrow a line from Jackson Brown, what became of the changes, you know, that, that are, that our hearts saying, well, um, you know, true love could have been, could have been a contender, but I'm going to work for the legal tender just shifted, just became radically different people in the 1980s. And then by the 1990s, you've got a whole other version. The idea that these are permanent shifts that happen in our society because bad moments happen, Republicans are over with. People are going to turn their back. The younger generation is going to leave these Republicans and these bad ideas behind. Y- y- that doesn't n- naturally happen. You have to do the work to make that stuff consistent and permanent, and you've got to work at it diligently over and over and over and over again. So this is really the thing that's being faced in the democratic movement that, that we're in. And the number of people who are just utterly convinced that the that demographics is the future just have been just look at 2016 for the love. If you thought like we went eight years of Barack Obama and a whole particular approach to the country and then reversed and nearly had it happen again in 2020, 74 million people said yes yeah, and to that joker so if you yes, think and, that this is just gonna happen because it's gonna happen all we got to do is bide our time and just hold on just white knuckle it until i don't know pick a date 10 years in the future when we think yeah. that that that's going to be the day yeah yeah that's not that's yeah, not how I the future was, works the future comes one day at a time rob it doesn't come yeah, in 10 and, year chunks yeah i was at a
1: an event in benton arkansas which um one of the ladies that was there said that um It is the Reddit, Benton is in the reddest county in the reddest state in the union, which is how she described it. I don't know if that's accurate, but that's how she described it. Um, And one of the, one of the folks at this event, about a hundred people gathered and, and and talking about some things. And uh, one of the folks expressed this idea that like, oh, you know, the kids are going to save us. Um, And I, and I gently and respectfully push back on that. Um, I kind of I said, listen. Um, you know, I I get that impulse and that desire to have the kids save us. I'm not sure it's accurate, but even if it is accurate, is it fair? Totally. My kids' generation didn't mess this up. Like, you know, it's it's you know the the boomers and Gen X and the millennials. Like, like we did this. Like. We've got to fix this. Like, and it's, it's like a parent who you know makes a big mess and then makes their kids clean it up. Like, mm-hmm. that's not fair. Like, that's totally. not. That's not right. Yeah, like, that, especially it's our when responsibility that's, when that's
0: the plan. When it's like, well, yes. who's going to fix this? I don't know. Kids eh, the kids will.
1: The kids will. Like, no, <laughs> no, it's not. It's not fair. It's not just. It's not right. It's not it is like- our responsibility to fix this, and we can't just like. You know, give ourselves some future hope that the kids will fix it. When this is our job,
0: this is our job. Yeah, look, every seventy-year-old used. Didn't we? Didn't we talk about this a while back? What, what you guys made Probably. fun of me because I said people get older or something like that. Like every, day, every day, people <laughs> we, get older we, than they were the day before. We, breaking news, everybody. People get older. Every day you're a day older. Every babies day. don't stay babies. See, that's the thing. Oh, it was about kids. Yeah, it was the thing. I think it was Dr. Yeah. with Dr. Andy Andrews. Kids don't kids don't stay kids. They're just they're just future adults, right? Mm-hmm. So and that's that's the thing. And again, it it doesn't go in 10 year cycles. It goes day by day by day. This mm-hmm. is the actual work that, that has to be done. Because you might, I mean, as as I do, people watching listening to this might think. Hey, I want to oppose these woke bills that are being passed. Well, look, I mean, I'm no, you know, I'm no DeSantis fan. I think the man's incapable, incompetent, and undesirable. He's not that old, though. I don't know what generation he's in. Gen Xer, I'm guessing. I'm guessing he's a Gen Xer like like we are. I mean, I'm on the older edge, but I'm guessing he is. I'm on the younger edge, but yeah. And and he's he's likely in that in that spot somewhere in there. And a lot of legislators. In Florida, are also younger than that. And they're passing laws. Missouri, full of a bunch of youngish people who 20 years ago were 20-year-olds. So all I'm getting at is if you think that the next 20 years is gonna be different than the last 20 years and previous to the 20 years before that, you just, as somebody who used to do adolescent development work and started a master's degree in that stuff after I got a master's degree in theology, I promise you, people have been saying the kids in the next 20 years, here's what life is going to be like. It's never been true. And it's not going to be true. The changes that we're going to see are going to come when every age demographic takes responsibility for itself and actually moves these things forward. It's just simply not. I'll tell you who really got this message. And that was the anti-abortion, you know, uh, pro-life crowd. Yes. They spent their time and still do working on kids, teen movements, youth movements, college age movements. That's an entire thing. The more pro-democracy Democrat inclusive side of, of it just thinks that natural society and culture is just going to do this stuff. And it's just going to, it's just going to happen like spring comes and the, and the plants grow and these other folks are out tilling the soil and planting annuals in it. And like, hey, we're not going to wait for just whatever's in the ground to grow. We're going to put things there. That's where some of this battle lines drawn, and that's why this the, the kind of work is going on. We're not just observers yeah. at this point. No matter what your age demographic is. So I love your point, Rob. Don't burden the kids with it, and don't think you get it to be off of your back either. Um, mm-hmm. Because the other thing is, politicians tend to make political decisions, not the populace. It's kind of how we do it in a representative form yeah. of democracy. And it turns out some of these people, I don't know, they might not leave for 30 years. <laughs> you know, some of the some of the 50-year-olds, somebody's like 50 and got elected last year. They might be around until <laughs> 2053. <laughs> like literally, <laughs> Diane Feinstein, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden. Like, should we just keep Donald going down? Trump? Yeah. Donald know, Trump I should goodness. just keep going down the d- down the line. Um, so the idea that, you know, we're just going to be swapping these things out. So the, the work continues and the common good, yeah. you know, Hey, okay. Something, yeah. something for us all to do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Is that good? For we're going to have a
1: guest on next week's show. Who we got? Uh, we have, uh, a, uh, I'll just tease it this way. We have we, a guest. We have a, uh, a candidate for mayor in one of the cities, one of the nation's great cities.
0: Oh. Well, you know what, Rob? I love this country. They're all great cities. So that could be, that could be. A nah, come on, that that's not be... true. <laughs> no, that's not true. But uh, you, you still want to say it, you know, like, you know, I love you to your grandma. You just say it, Rob. Just, just say it. Uh, all right. Is that good for today? Thanks, Dave. Th- thanks, Dave. Um Lots of, uh, lots of Alex. action in the chat over. Yeah, Peggy, if you want to see all that we see, friends, Jim, you'd have to go to all the places where this Yabbits, is multiple Facebook Lou, pages He just YouTube and and all the rest. Arbery. Lou, nice to have you around today. Uh Lou, I think I mean all of you it's nice to have you, but it's, you know, special yeah. little call out Debbie. to those who are who are new in this world. Steve and his Kimberly had attacking um yeah. Uh, perspective. Nice to have you. Yep. Uh, so all right. Great. Yeah. Mike D you okay. Know. Hey. Uh, by the way, Can the rest really- of this week, if you're still watching now, you, you'll care about this. Uh, no, no live streams until next Tuesday. A um, uh, bunch of stuff going on, and and we we have a big family wedding in New York City this week, Rob Yay. Saturday, Saturday. So nice. families, families all going. Uh, we're we the, the 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 patriarchy continues as we expand the clan of the pageants. So somebody somebody nice. joins. So we have a uh, uh, in the last. A year ago, a little over a year ago, uh, or uh, less than a year ago, our yep. one of our sons got married. So Brittany became a pageant. And this weekend, our of we another son. That son is getting married. And so Chris is going to become a pageant. And I got to tell you, I just feel weird about this name passing thing down from the... The the male to the female, and then they take on the name. I don't I don't know what the solution is. I have none yeah. because the hyphenated thing, at some point that can't keep working, right? Because yeah. the kids then would hyphenate, a hyphenated with a hyphenated, and within three generations you would have 12 names for your last name. And that's just undoable. So I don't know what this solution is. Just want to note it. It's a weird yeah. feeling. Yeah. Speaking of weird things um
1: and names should i tell everybody then the name of the student in my uh my daughter's class that i learned when she brought home her yearbook from second grade last week and
0: texted you a picture of well i think so i think it's a i think it's a fantastic name and if one could pick a name as a kid and and maybe this is what happened uh maybe if you were like Like five and yeah yeah and and you got to pick your own name uh this is a pretty great one
1: yeah, i I'm, I'm, I'm my second grader brought home her uh, her yearbook and she wanted to show me her class and I'm she's pointing out her friends and uh, I noticed there's a, a a classmate in her class uh with the name are you ready for this with the name Chevy Pickup Chevy <laughs> First pickup. name Chevy, last name Pickup. Chevy, Chevy pickup. pickup. I couldn't believe it.
0: I uh, she, uh, snapped. And, and she a picture. confirmed it. She she calls him Chevy, and yeah, or just yeah. do they just go with the nickname truck trucker? <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's, it, again, just it's fantastic just, Chevy. Wow. pickup. Yeah. Spell, spelled spelled as you might expect.
1: Yeah, snapped a picture <laughs> of it and uh, texted it to everybody I
0: know. Well, <laughs> well, I I often tell couples, and I did to my my son and and soon to be daughter in law that when you get married in the United States, one of the things you get to do is change your name, right? Because we do this patriarchy passing on a name thing. And you don't have to have any excuses for why you're changing your name like you would another day. If if tomorrow you decide, I want to change my legal name, you have to go to court and have a judge sign off on it. It's a big deal. It takes a lot of time and expense. And you got to have really good rationale for it. But when you get married... And you get that wedding, that marriage license. You just get to put on there. You can change your name to anything you want. Both of you to anything. First name, middle name, last name. And man, hardly anyone I know takes, takes real advantage of that. I mean, it could have been, you know. Rob Chevy truck riercy <laughs> Rob Chevy pickup I mean you just go with what you want oh, uh, I love man. a bur- Rob I love a good burrito riercy like just yeah. Rob I love a good burrito just pick a name and what most people do is just like I don't know, I'll just take his or I'll just keep mine she'll change hers or maybe yeah. we'll hyphenate uh you could change a, you could fix a spelling you didn't like. It'd do do anything, and just rarely do people take advantage of it. So if if it ever mm-hmm. if it ever approaches, and people often don't know, and I've realized because I've just been on this, this for twenty five years with people, they don't care. They have no interest no. at all in, in picking a new name. No, they're just like, okay, that's a cute little tidbit of inf- of information. I'm sure that since you're fascinating yeah. at a dinner party, but yeah. no, thank you. Leaf is, I- yeah,
1: leaf is in the chat saying, I'm not going to change my name that's good leaf you have an awesome name
0: <laughs> like a boy named sue <laughs> that's right <laughs> now uh, just
1: to be clear chevy pickup appears to be a, a little boy um and uh pick up one all one word I, I that was as shocking as the first name chevy is like a last name pickup that was,
0: yeah because it could be chevy like chevy
1: chase chevy chevy chase yeah
0: i mean yeah. it'd be it'd be ford Nissan pickup? I mean, there's there's lots of options. Sure, there's last names. Yeah, Ford would have been an easy one. If he was Chevy Ford, people would have just been like, well, I don't know. Well, I don't know. But no, pickup- no, no, I
1: mean, it, with the last name pickup, Ford pickup, Nissan pickup, GMC pickup, <laughs> Dodge pickup.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of brands. Of <laughs> See what you're doing? There's a lot of brands, but they're clearly a Chevy family. Um, yeah, clearly. All right, well. Uh, all right, good stuff. We're not we're not changing our name of this podcast, but we won't be back for another week. So um, we'll see you on the We'll be weeks. back next week with, with a special guest. Special guest from from one of the great cities. <laughs> all right, okay. You got to go? Got somebody back there? Who is that back there? Is that your dance partner? Who, 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 who uh, are you nodding to?
1: I thought I heard a noise, but maybe I didn't. Oh.
0: All right. Hey, we'll see you all later. Bye. <laughs>
1: kawasaki kawasaki
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh, leave for the win at the last second a buzzer beater (laughs) all right bye